0: I started off um, kind of in a position where I was I was a very very depressed young man. Um, I'm, I'm starting off this way because it's going to kind of tie into what I have here, but um, we'll uh, get started in a minute here. Um, actually, let's, let's go ahead and uh, let's read the Bible, then I'll I'll, I'll give you uh, what I'm going to tell you in a few minutes here. So uh, let's hold and open our Bibles to Psalms 61. Stand up for the reading of God's word, please. Um, if we can all stand for the reading of God's word. That would be phenomenal. We'll read the whole Psalms 61. Oh, thank you. Psalm 61 here, and uh, we'll go from there. When you're there, say amen. All right. There are three people. If you're there, say amen. All right. All right. I guess it gets to some... That's most everybody. All right. The Bible says here, hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to a rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been my shelter for me and a strong tower for my enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever, and I will trust in the comfort of thy wings. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily. Perform my vows. All right, everyone have a seat. So, um, you know, like I was, I'm going to continue. So I started off as a very depressed young man coming to a church like this. Our church was very, at the time, our church was kind of just starting off. I, saw, I, think, I think we were in a building in A Street then, years ago. A little small building behind a gas station. We were there and, uh, I came to church. I was broken. I was uh I was looking for something. Didn't know exactly what I was looking for, but I was looking for something different than what I had. Remember the day, the first day that I met preacher. I thought he was a 17-year-old kid cuz he looked so young then. I was I was young, so he was he was 26, I believe, then. Um young pastor. Um but Um, loved teenagers. He loved, loved teens. He loved to reach out to teenagers, and and had our the church was already established. Um, I was I came about a year after they moved into the building over there on A Street, and uh, I remember coming and, man, I was like, man, I was excited for the first time. Came for a teen activity first. It was my first time in service, and I came because uh, a friend of mine named Raphael. Was, uh, was coming here at the time, and he invited me to church, and I was like, oh, I'll come, I'll come. And uh, I was already planning on coming that Sunday, but the pastor came, came by. I lived on Juno Street in Fairview, right behind, right next to the rec center. And he was walking around the corner, and I saw him, and he was like, hey, man, you should come to Teen Activity tonight. I said, okay, you know, got my stuff ready, ready to go with Teen Activity tonight. We did some, cleaned some stuff around the church had some pizza afterwards, and it was, you know, light, but, you know, fun, you know, hanging out with teenagers my age and people that were trying to serve God and being around that. That's all. That was all. I thought that was pretty cool. Came to church that Sunday. Came to church that Sunday in uh, July 14, 2002. Sitting in the back pew, and started. he started preaching his sermon. And I remember as he was talking about the terrors of hell and... And how it was, it's where the worm died not. And how God how God is, uh, is waiting for us to basically, you know, take his way of salvation. And I got saved. It was phenomenal. Been saved ever since then. A year later, I got called to preach. But through those, the year later that I got called to preach, my my mindset, my, my mindset was it was it was different because I was looking to be close to God. I was looking to I was looking to have a relationship with him. I was searching for him. I was putting myself out there for him. Yo, if you lived where I lived, you'll find that you would have found a young man every single every single night crying himself to sleep because he wanted to be closer to God. Every single day, I, I spent my time working on myself and catering to myself and working on myself. My confidence was so, so low because, because I, my family wasn't very stable and my mom was uh, kind of strung out on drugs and, and I was living in the covenant house for a little while and, and, and God just brought me through some trials and, and then I was going through these things, going through the motions and, and I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the best I can be. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, My life, my life began to change. dramatically and then I found myself reading my Bible every day and I find myself walking with God every day and at 15, 16 years old you found a young man reading his Bible loving God as much as possible you found somebody who just wanted to be close to God you found found a young man that said you know what I don't care what anybody else thinks I don't care what what so and so thinks I don't care what my friends think all I want to do is be close to the almighty that's all I want to do all I want to do is walk with him every day all all I need is for God to be close to somebody like me, and if I have to change, I'm going to do everything possible in order to change that, and that's what I did as a young man. I was at every single teen activity, I was at every single service, I was at every single function, and you found a young man who was on fire for God, who did not care if it's what his friends thought, who did not care what his peers thought, but he just kept walking, and he just kept going, and he just kept soul winning, and he just kept reading his Bible, and he's loved the Lord and he went to Bible conferences and he went to youth conferences and he had changed his whole entire life because God allowed him to do that and through the trials. I became very, very self-willed. My friends that at school saw a change. Hey, man, you changed. What are you doing now? I'm doing church. I'm a preacher now. I carried my Bible in school. I walked around. They knew who I was. They knew exactly what I was all about. I didn't have no shame about it. I just said, you know what? I serve Jesus now, and that's exactly what I do. I have no shame about it. I don't, I don't, I don't hide behind it. I just said, you know what? That's exactly what I am. This is what I do. My friends were like, hey, man, you know, you're, uh, you're kind of, uh, he's like, oh, you know, this is probably just a face for you. And I said, I don't think it's a face. Found myself going to Bible college. I went to, I went down to Indiana for a little while. Same college I pastor went to. Went down there for about a year. When I was down there, I when I was down in Indiana, it was it was a different world. Man, everybody's in the ministry down there. Everybody. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You can be in the bus ministry. You can be in the thing called the, uh, 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 it's called the sailor ministry. They have another ministry that you can be a part of. It's called the chapel ministry. Chapel ministry is similar to the bus ministry. They go out to different parts of Chicago, bring a whole bunch of people in and have church service and kind of close to their area. They had all these things going on. So what happened was this. What happened was God allowed me to be changed to all these, all these events that happened. And everything that happened in, in, these, in, in these events, was, it is what made me strong today. You know, still today, I get people. I saw someone last night. I was going to the store. I saw someone last night. He says, hey, church boy. I looked over the kid that I knew from from a couple years ago. He was strung out on drugs, had a backpack on, looked like he had some issues. And he says, how's the church? I said, the church is going great. I said, how are you? He said, not so well. I said, what happened? He began to explain to me some things. He began to talk, talk to me about some things. And say how his life went for a turn once he got out of church, once he got out of the will of God. I began to think, man, that could have been me. But when I when I read this verse, this is one of my favorite songs, by the way, we just read. And when and as David was talking, he says, when I hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer from the end of the earth, will I cry unto thee? When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to a rock that is higher than I, for thou has been a shelter for me and a strong tower from my enemies. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. My question to you is, are you going to abide in God's tabernacle forever? Are you going to allow God to shelter you and take care of you? Are you going to allow God to lead you through those green pastures as a a shepherd leads his sheep through the pasture? Are you going to allow God to lead you through everything that you do? Don't get me wrong. We all do dumb things. so We're dumb people. We make dumb mistakes because we're bent the backslide, the Bible says. We're bent to slide off into unrighteousness. We're bent to go do things we're not supposed to be doing. But guess what? God doesn't change. He's always and will be forever the same God. That's one thing I like about God. God's very steady. God walks in the same path. He never changes. He walks in the same path. He says, once I say I love you, that means I'll love you forever. It's just like the, uh, the, the kid who came back from home, who, was, who went off uh, to, to, to live a, right, a righteous life. And he came back and his father was sitting right there waiting for him to come home. What I'm telling you is God is always faithful, even though, so, even though we're not faithful. God will be God forever. You cannot put a cap on God. You cannot, you, cannot, you cannot put a cap on God's power. You cannot put a cap on what he can do. You cannot put a cap on anything that he does. No, why? Because he's God. I mean, he's the almighty. He's the almighty. Do you believe it? Do you believe that God can? Can you can you actually believe? Do you believe that God can get you through the trial you're going through? Hey, my friend, let me tell you something. It is not all cookies and cream when it comes down to this Christian Christianity thing. It is not all, all blessings and all, all the things that uh, a lot some people talk about. No, 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 ma'am, and no, sir. Sometimes you have to walk on rocks. Sometimes it gets a little bit warm. Sometimes the kitchen gets a little bit hot. Sometimes every once in a while you got to walk through that fire. And you got to make sure you got the one and. Only with you, which is Jesus Christ Himself, to pull you out of the fire. That's what you have to do. You cannot be afraid to call upon the Almighty. See, the problem is the fact that we've lost all touch with the Almighty. We've lost that touch to call upon His name because we don't talk to Him every day. Like I said, you found a 16, 17 year old young man every single day talking with God, asking Him to do something in his life. But guess what? A lot of times, it gets dimmed. The walk gets dimmed. It gets kind of scary. You can't see where you're going. And the only thing you got is the Bible to lead your path. And that's the only thing you have. And sometimes you just need in order to focus, in order to uh, keep your concentration, in order to keep walking and keep going and keep doing what you're supposed to do. And and the, uh, in the, in the process of this life, the process of this life is hard, my friends. The process of life is never easy. It's always going to be a test of your faith. And the test of your faith is going to come from you just having a good foundation of a walk with God. You got to have it. You got to have it. You cannot go do anything without him. Even though I know everybody in this room, on the sound of my voice today, you've done something stupid this week. I guarantee you. I guarantee you've done something to disappoint God. Usually you might say, oh, I don't do anything. You're a liar. You're a liar. You say I don't do anything to disappoint God. You did something this week that disappoint God. I know I did. I'm 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 pretty dumb. Okay, I'm pretty dumb. God knows that. But see, also God knows that I'm pretty stubborn, and I don't quit. And I won't give up. And I'm just not gonna. I just won't just lay down and just not give a fight. And I, and I have a fight. And I have a fight about it. He knows that I'm not gonna just lay down myself and let Satan just walk all over me and let all these things walk all over me. You know, I think constantly. I think constantly about what situations. If I, what would I do in certain situations? What am I gonna do one day if I? Honestly, I think about this and I don't know why. I think, what am I do one day if I came home? i came. If I came home from work or I got that phone call, hey, your wife's passed away what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Am I going to, am I going to be like, oh man, all is over, become a, uh, uh, you know, uh, never go to work again. Uh, never, you know, try to move on in my life or never try to, yeah, I'll be hurt, and Yes. I will probably, i it'll take a lot of thinking for me. I, I think a lot. I would be probably distraught and not know where to go. Cause my wife is my everything. She, she, she fixes everything. Where I'm not good at, she's good at. Where I'm good at, she's not good at. I, I fill that in, and, and and we work and we work together, and we try to we try to make make this thing work. Because you know what? I, I, will, I will be lost. I will be lost without. Just like that, I would if I lost God, I would be the same way. If I lost God, if I lost my relationship with Him, and that's exactly what we do. We wander when we lose God. You wander around aimlessly trying to find somewhere to fit in you try to fit in the world you don't fit in the world anymore because you're saved you're you're supposed to be a changed person you don't fit in the world and you can kind of blend in a little bit but in but in the back of your mind and when you go home and the silence of your bedroom you know God says hey I'm your heavenly father I'm your heavenly father and I want to do something with your life and when you're ready and when you're when you're when you're done, when you're done doing your sin and you're done when your friends have left you and everything, guess what? Who's going to be here? God. God. And when everything else has gone wrong and all your relationships are are, are are crushed and it's gone, guess what? God's going to be there. God's going to be there. Because I can tell you this right now, your friends, the people that you so-called friends. They'll be the ones to tell you you can't do something, or you won't make it, or you you shouldn't do that because you know that's not that's not something you should be doing. All the things that you that you want to accomplish in life, or you want to do, and trust me, there'll be friends that say, "Oh, you oh you've changed, or you've done you 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 done uh, you're doing wrong." They'll make you feel like you're doing wrong. They'll make you feel like that. Trust me, they'll make you feel like you are not you are not you you're not doing what you're supposed to do because uh, because it doesn't involve them or they're not succeeding in their life that's the way people are and negative people this is one thing i hate i hate negativity like my my like what makes me angry is the opposite of what most people that make them angry. i get mad because if someone's having a negative attitude or negative uh, uh like a negative thing when everyone else is being positive that makes me, that that you don't want to see me go to 0100 real quick that'll be it right there because I don't like it when someone tries to ruin someone else's joy number 1 I don't like it when you when everyone else is having a good time and then there's that that one negative person that always has to be negative always has to say something negative always got to be unpositive about something you try to look at a negative issue right and they're like oh well you know they always have something negative to say me I'm always like, man, look at the bright side. Hey, this is this going to happen. This, it could have been worse. Or and the person was like, well, no, like, actually, that did happen. You know, or I might bring up a situation that happened in my long time. I'm like, look, and I was just trying to cheer you up, man. Like, I'm just trying to be positive, okay? I just want you to, I just want you to be happy. I just, want you to, I just want you to not walk around here with a mopey face all day. And like, uh, some of, I watch some, some, some of you people in here, and I see your face, and I'm like, why are you so angry? Why are you so mad all the time? Why you can't smile every once in a while? I look at people at work sometimes. I'm like, man, smile, man. Like, what, 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 what is wrong? You're, you're alive. You're, 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 you're breathing. You got a family. You're doing. You you're, doing, you're not, Maybe you're not at where you're supposed to be. But guess what? You're still alive. You still, you can still do good things in this world. You can still have things in this world. You can, God is still blessing you, whether you know it or not. He's still blessing you. Things just go wrong sometimes. Sometimes things are not always good. Just like in my life, when things weren't good. Oh, it wasn't good when I was going to school, and I was man, I was doing well in my school. And sometimes my mother wasn't there because for for my for, for my for my for my certificate things, that where I would get graduation things, what I would get things that, that was handed to me, and all the awards that I won in school, it was, that wasn't that wasn't a great thing when everyone else's mother was there and mine wasn't, no, it wasn't a great thing when my dad was a jail and he he spent most of his life in a, in, in a jail cell, that, that wasn't a great thing, no, it wasn't a great thing to have my whole entire life, to, uh, I had to grow up just a little bit, of, a, a little bit fast because I had to lead myself, I had to grow up a little bit quicker than everyone else I had to go out there and get it by my own work by my own hand I've been working since I was a 14 year old young man I've been I've been doing the same exact thing ba- basically all my life just going through the trials making sure things happen guess what it wasn't that wasn't fair I could go all day and make an excuse in the but I'm not a victim I'm not a victim that's just an opportunity for me to succeed. I'm not a victim of my circumstance. My circumstance made me a success. Because if it, wa- if it wasn't for my circumstance, maybe I wouldn't be as stubborn as I am. Maybe if it wasn't for my circumstance, maybe my life wouldn't be where it is now. Hey, if it wasn't for my circumstance, maybe I wouldn't be as stubborn and as I have the grit that I have now. Maybe if I would have been, maybe like everybody else, I would have been wishy-washy in and out doing all. No, that was not me. I made a decision and exactly when I made a decision exactly what I was going to do and exactly what happened is because the situation did not make me the situation made me but the situation did not break me it did not break me because the because the situation that 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 my mother was that my mother had drug problems had a young man on his knees every single night god please save my mother please save my mother from that thing please save my mother and today i call my mom and she's happy and she's healthy and she's living in florida with my sister and she's good she's going to church every week and she got saved here at this church bless god i am happy bless god that happened the situations didn't change the fact that those things happened. Those, the situation didn't, didn't change how I looked at life. You see, because God is looking for somebody who is going to abide in his tabernacle forever, he's looking for somebody who's going to trust him today. He's looking down to somebody who says who's going to be my next prophet? Who's going to be my next person that I can give an example of? Who can I, who, who, who could I trust in in order to who could I trust in my word? Who could I trust with with uh, with going uh, uh, to, 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 the, to the far reaches and reaching people for Christ? Who could I trust? A lot of times we can't trust God because we don't talk to him. He's a stranger to you because you haven't talked to him for months or for years. Yeah, you come to church every once in a while, but this is just an activity to you. It'd be just like you going out to the store or you going to Walmart to, to do some shopping because you that's exactly what it, is like, it is, is like in your home because when you go to your home and in the back of your mind, what's going on is, hey, I know I need to talk to God. I know I need to talk to him, but everything else becomes first before God. I watched an actor. I was watching a... Uh, I was watching a YouTube all right, a thing. All right, don't hold, don't hold that against me, okay? Uh, I was watching YouTube, and there was this man, uh, this actor, uh, was Denzel Washington. He said this. He said, in my life, he's a guy. He's like, I'm, he's like, yes, I'm a part of Hollywood, but one thing I learned, he's like, I always put God first. He's like, I put God first. He's like, I didn't take certain movies. I didn't sell myself out for certain things. He said, like, I didn't walk a certain way. I didn't, I didn't do I didn't do certain things because he's like, I just, I didn't, I didn't change my standards for certain reasons. And, and there's certain moves that I would not do because I just knew where I came from and I knew it wouldn't be appreciated. And I knew that certain things he felt that God wouldn't appreciate that. And as he was giving this speech, he said, you know, a lot of people use, use their, again, their circumstance as an excuse to. You know, not make it or in a way, the reason why they're reacting, the way they're reacting. And a lot of us do that. We make an excuse on why we can't talk to God. Oh, we, I can't talk to God because I got to watch my kids. I can't talk to God because I'm doing this. I can't talk to God because uh, I got to do laundry. I can't come to God. You know, you know you can talk to God every single day without saying a word. I remember in high school. I will get there kind of early in the morning, and I'll carry my Bible. And I'm, I'm carrying my Bible. And I'm walking down the hallway. And I'm saying, God, I just want to be. What you, I was want to be what you want me to be. I just want to do what you want me to do. Annette. And when I walk down the highway, I'm walking down not the highway. I wish I was walking down the highway. That'd be a pretty cool walk. Um, um, but I was when I was walking down the hallway. I remember asking God, hey, I just, what, you, what, what would you have me to do if you were in my shoes? If I was in your shoes or you were in my shoes, what would you have me to do? Like, I just want to be an example for you. I want to I be a perfect example for you. I remember doing that in high school every, every single morning. I got there, and I remember this teacher, she saw me, and she's like, you know, she stopped me. She looked at me. She's like, you know, not a lot of young men or well, not a lot of anybody he's like walking around with their bible and still have a you know and, and basically still have a good attitude and still do what you do and and have and 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 respectful and she said, and she said to me she said she said what is it what is it about it like that makes you so confident about doing that without feeling like you're going to get made fun of I was like, number one is I really don't care. <laughs> like, I'm a, I, I don't care about their opinion. I don't care about their opinion. I don't care about what's going on and, and what with, with they're like. I don't care to be a part of what they're doing. But I do care about the way God sees me. And I do care about the way he looks at me. And sure, I, I fear the person that can, that can hurt me, body and soul. Not the person that can just, you know, maybe make fun of me because I have a Bible in my hand. That's not, that's kiddie stuff. That's, that's child's play. That's not, that's not a, that's not a big issue. To some of you, that's a big issue because you worry about your image too much. And that's just what it is. Oh, how do I look? How do I look in this? This is my new fade I just got. Looks good, man, but that's not what it's about. How do I look at my new little hairstyle I got, man? I I got this hairstyle where I shave off the side of my head and I shave off the other, one and it looks like I have a, like a fro Mohawk. To each his own. I mean, not my style, my my cup of tea, but <laughs> that that's nice for you, I guess. I guess I guess it looks good. Hey, look, and look at me and my new my new Jordans that I just spent like two hundred and fifty dollars on. Great, but. When you, needed, when, you, when you look back on those, that, that $250 you could have invested somewhere else, you you just wasted your money on, on a name brand when you could have been saving your money doing something else. Trust me. It's all the things that we worry about, all the material things that we want to get, all the things that those things don't matter. What matters is God. Being close to him. Being close to him so you and him can have a relationship. Walking with him so you can go on being what you need to be. Making sure that you get closer to God so when you go to work, you'll have favor with God. So when you walk down the street, the difference between you and somebody else is not only that you're saved, but you have favor, you have favor with him. Not only just like preaching preacher, you're like, there's, some, there's very few men who have been called a holy man of God. Very few. Very few. There's men of God, but then there's some that are holy. Holy. And what I'm trying to say, I'm not trying to get you to be holy, holy, holy. What I'm saying is I'm trying to get you to see it at a different perspective. Because a lot of times people, you're blinded by the things of this world and you see only what you want to see. And then God's like, won't you take your blinders off? Won't you see me for who I am? Tonight, today I'm just bragging on God because he's, he's God. Today I'm bragging on God because he, he needs the bragging. We can brag about everything else but what about God? We brag about all we brag about all the things of this world but when it comes to God we never sit there and say man how wonderful he is. I mean, this God took the whole entire world and made it in seven days. I mean, this is the God who took the stars and and made them shine. He named every single one of them. Every single planet you see in the universe, God made those things. Every single thing that you see around you, God has made it. And we think that God can't do anything. How powerful is God? It's like this man I heard at a conference. He He said, a lot of you are trying to run from God. He said, you realize God holds the world in the span of his hand? He said, you can keep running as far as you want, but God will always catch up to you because he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He can catch you any point in time and you think you're getting away with something. God's like, no, I see. I see you. I see your sin. I see what you're doing. I see all those things. The question, I'm just waiting patiently until you get broken enough. To come to me because I'm God. We go to everywhere else except God. We go to our television. We go to our cell phones. We go to everything else. But we never just sit down and just. <sighs> Let's talk to God. Have um, you ever had a stressful day? So stressful. That you're just like, man. I don't know what to do. And you're stressing out. I'll tell you what you can do. This is a great medicine right here. Get alone, leave your phone at home, go out to the middle of nowhere, somewhere where no one is, sit down, and just talk to God. You say, well, I don't have a place I can go where I'm all alone. Trust me, Alaska's pretty big. You can go anywhere and find a place where no one's at. And have a long time. Problem is with us Christians. We don't want to. We feel that it's a burden to us to talk to God. I wonder. How many times have you did this? When you are going through a hard time. You're going through a a, a difficult time. You say no I know what I do. Just so I can forget about it. I'm just going to watch a movie. Or I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get on my phone and I'm I'm gonna play videos all day. I'm just gonna try to forget about it for a couple minutes. That doesn't work, my friend. It only works if you talk to him. So I went out um, the other night. It was really late. It was really early in the morning. I went out and took a walk. Couldn't sleep actually, so I went and took a walk. So I went over to my house I live in. Live in kind of like the Mountain View area, where all the gangsters are and stuff. Not gangsters to me, but whatever. Uh, but uh, walked there by myself. It's it like three forty-five in the morning, man. <laughs> I walk out, walking up to by the park. There's nobody outside. Went over there for a little bit. I sat that little baseball field that's over there, a little football field. I put my head down and I said, God, more than ever, I need you. And that's all I said the whole time. I didn't say anything else. I just said, God, more than ever, I need you. I need you more than ever now. And As I sat there, just kept talking to God, and i after a while God, I got up and I walked, walked down the way, and turned around and then I just went back home. I just sometimes you just need to talk to him, and that's it. no bombastic, no super spiritual reasoning why you would go out three or four or five in the morning, but just so you can talk to him. so simple. Nothing Nothing very complicated at all. All you need to do is just go and speak to God. Last thing, last illustration here. I got to give this illustration because this is, this illustration, I've been waiting to use this one for a long time. But I haven't had a chance to, so now I have a chance to. So ever, when you're a little kid, You're a little kid and you're you're excited about the Lord. You're a youngster, you're junior church age. You're maybe five, six years old. You say, man, your imagination runs wild as a kid. I remember as a young boy, as a kid, I would imagine like, man, God is so big, man. God could do anything in the world. And I believed it. And I remember talking to myself a lot of times when, when I was a kid, I'm like, man, God, if you, if you were here with me every single day, if you would just help help me be close to you. This is as a little kid. I, I, I wasn't saved yet, but this is stuff that I, I, I kind of grew up in church a little bit. I had, I had a little church background. My grandpa, my grandma bought me to church when I was younger. But as a little kid, your imagination is huge. The, your imagination is so it's it's so big. You're, you believe in the impossible as a kid. You believe anything can happen. You believe, man, God can do absolutely anything that you that you that you can imagine. Anything you can imagine, you think God can do it. As you get older, I noticed, as you get older. That starts to fade away. I've always wondered why. It's like, man, why why does that fade away? Like, what, why does, why does you get older? Your, your belief becomes more earthly, becomes more basically mundane. It's just not, it's not as, as like, man, I'm excited about what's going to happen, about what God can do. But it happens because, when we cease to talk to God, our imagination is no longer there. When we are no longer talking to the Almighty, He created the whole world. We can no longer have those thoughts because those thoughts were spiritual thoughts that God gave us. That imagination that you had as a kid—that something that God gave you. God gave you that. God gave you the imagination to think he can do something big. God gave you the vision that you that you that you can see yourself successful. God gave you that. And because God gave you that, who do you think you need to talk to? The creator of the whole world. Who gave you the vision in the first place. So some of us need to go back to that kid faith. Would you believe that God can do anything? You believe that. And when you, as a young person or an adult, or as a person, you lose faith, guess what? You need to get, go back to that young kid that you used to be, imagine big again, imagine God can do anything, and get a hold of the, you You come down with a sickness, let's go get to the hospital, let's go, let's go get some medicine. Man, honestly, I hate taking medicine. Absolutely hate taking medicine. Do not like it at all. Know what my thing is? God, please help me be better and healthier so I can get rid of whatever I need to get rid of. Because I do not. I hate it. I'd rather work out, go work out a thousand hours than take medicine. I hate it. Okay? I absolutely hate it. But sometimes you need to take medicine. Sometimes you just need to listen to people that tell you what you need to do for now. But still talk to God, like, God, you know, I just really don't like taking this medicine, you know, because it's not good. It's not what you created for it to be. It's not, I'm not supposed to have this, it's not natural. Talk to God about it. So, teenager, doll, like, what's your faith? Do you believe God can? Are you going to abide in God's tabernacle forever? Are you going to talk to him more? Are you going to get close to him? You say, well, it's not fair, Brother Melvin. The home I live in, (laughs) I've been there. I'm a prime example of what a home shouldn't have been like. But I did not turn out the way the statistics said I was supposed to turn out. I changed that around because I had grit. And I said, you know what? I have something I'm looking for. And I know exactly what I'm looking for. And that's not part of the vision that God has for me. So I'm going to go this direction instead of that one. So there's no excuse. Stop playing the victim. No excuse. So when people whine to me about, man, I'm having such a hard time. And not that I'm not passionate. It's just I'm like, man, you don't realize there are people who are worse situations than yours. That has made it. So, with everyone with the heads bowed, nice clothes, <laughs> like to ask you a very important question, more than important, and then you have right